Okay, we're rolling. So, Bob, I'm really glad that you could make some time for us. And I'm not going to take up a ton of time, but I do want to hit some uh, really important and exciting things that I know are happening at Broadway in Austin. But if we could first begin with you and your background, like where you grew up and where you went to school, um, that would be great because I'm, I'm so interested to know how that informed your whole experience to come to Texas. And then, of course, we've got a lot to talk about with the pandemic. But first, Bob Bercy, let's start with you. Julia, thanks so much for having me. Um, I am a newly arrived Texan. I guess the old saying, I wasn't born here, but I got here as soon as I could, applies in my case. I also married into it. My wife grew up uh, in spring outside of Houston. Um, but I uh, came to Austin from New York. I arrived here uh, with my family in January of 2020. So great time to be starting a new job in the performing arts in view of all the world events that have happened. So as you can tell, I have impeccable timing. Um, prior to this, I was working at another uh, university-based performing arts center in New York. I've been part of the New York performing arts community for about the past 20 years. And then prior to that, uh, I grew up in southwestern Virginia in the uh, Appalachian Mountains. Wow. Okay. So growing up, were you thinking, I definitely want to be involved in the world of performance? No, not at all. My career in the performing arts has been uh, a series of uh, remarkable accidents. Uh, the performing arts for me have been a way to experience uh, different parts of the world. So I just happened to get a job working backstage at a university theater uh, in Virginia where I grew up and I met incredible artists and my horizons were just hugely expanded by seeing dance and theater that was being uh, produced by these remarkable artists. And that turned into a progressive series of jobs working for dance companies, theater troops, festivals, and things like that, which led me to New York. Wow. So were you, um, were you behind the scenes? Were you, um, did you want to be a performer? What, what was that like? No, I have no performing ability whatsoever. So I was strictly in behind the scene roles, working as a sound technician, a lighting person, stagehand, those sorts of jobs. And I really worked my way up uh, through those positions into management and producing and becoming a, an executive director. And now in my role here at Texas Performing Arts at UT Austin, where I'm the executive and artistic director of Texas. Well, you know, it's so it takes a village is what I think about any performance that I see. But of course, when I'm watching that performance, I'm not thinking about that. But if you just took lighting alone, for instance, lighting is so important. And all of those little pieces behind the scenes really come together to create an amazing show. And, I, and I'm thinking about how many people were affected by what happened in 2020 that we had no idea was headed our way. And you accepting this new job, and I agree, the beginning of the year is a great time to start a new job, except when, um, when a pandemic hits. But I can only imagine that you you came to Texas with some very specific and exciting and idea ideas, and then you had to completely shift the game plan. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm really proud, actually, of how we've navigated how Texas Performing Arts has moved through the pandemic. We've really kept looking for opportunities to connect people with great creative experiences in different ways. So, of course, we've done online and virtual programming. We have turned Bass Concert Hall, which is the largest theater in Austin, into an exhibition space. And we showed these remarkable, um, huge scale 
paintings that were used as Hollywood motion picture backdrops in the 1950s and 1960s. And How cool. Yeah, we own these remarkable assets. They'd never been uh, exhibited to the public before. And so we had two really successful sold out exhibitions of those. And we've had Austin-based artists using our stages and our studios and our shops to create new projects during the pandemic. So we've been able to get them in so they could work safely, make new shows that they'll be able to perform uh, as people are coming back in returning to events. Wow, that's a really interesting pivot. How long did it kind of take to formulate those ideas? I think we really started stepping back into program activity in uh, the fall of uh, 2020. So, of course, it was such a disruption for everyone during the the spring. And we got our bearings in the summer of 2020 and understood that this was going to be a situation we were experiencing and living with for quite a while. And we needed to not be deterred from our mission of connecting people to performance. Uh, Texas Performing Arts, part of UT Austin, we're a public entity, we're here to serve the public and we need to do that uh, in the best ways that we can, regardless of what the circumstances are. So we did outdoor performances as well, put up a big tent in front of Bass Concert Hall and that's really carried us through um, you know, the past year. Wow, that, so you brought a lot of creative ideas forward. That's amazing. And I can't think how that must've been for you. like. New location, new job, and then a pandemic. I mean, what an adjustment personally for you and your family um, to digest all of that. I mean, I imagine you look back on that and you feel like it was a lot longer than, you know, a year. Yes, absolutely. It definitely feels that way. It's been really tricky, um, but the support we've gotten from the community has been so great. So folks who are um, still willing to support the organization, who are willing to come out, for the projects that we've been able to offer and to um, purchase tickets and demonstrate their enthusiasm for things that are coming up. So for instance, our Broadway in Austin series, which offers subscriptions, which are really great, where you get a package where you can come to six or seven performances in a year. We actually have many more subscribers now for Broadway in Austin than we did just before the pandemic. And that's- Oh, that's exciting. Some of that pent up demand, I would think people have been been yearning to get outside and to see live performances because there's nothing like it. I mean, we've all made do with what we had to, but there is nothing like being in a theater, hearing the sound, seeing the artists. Uh, There's absolutely no substitution for it. So I'm glad to hear that you've got more subscribers um, for this, what I think is pent up demand of people just excited to get out and experience things again. And I know tickets go on sale June 30th at broadwayinaustin.com. Why don't you tell us, Bob, what we have to look forward to? Yeah, so for the Broadway performances, you can get those subscription tickets now, and then soon we'll be moving into uh, offering single tickets for our Broadway in Austin season opening production, which is Hamilton coming back to Austin. It had an incredible run here in uh, 2019, and we're through all of the pandemic rescheduling and shuffling. I worked really hard to bring the show back and to have that kick off the series uh, starting in December. And then Oh, Bo- that's great. That'll be a really special way to open it. Yeah, it'll be fantastic, I think. And then Broadway in Austin is going to continue. There are five other shows that are Austin debuts coming uh, between January and August of 2022. And then we also have The Lion King coming back in 
in uh, April of 2022. So some great Broadway entertainment for folks. That is so great. You know, that makes me feel nostalgic. Uh, I remember the first time I saw The Lion King, the first 20 minutes, I was like, wait, those are people. Like it takes an adjustment to get, you know, the movement. Um, And it'll be wonderful for parents to be able to take their children who've never had the chance to experience that. Yes, I have two young children myself and we are absolutely gonna be there. Oh, that's exciting. How old are your children? Uh, a little under two years old and five years old. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have been uh, uh, quite challenged this whole pandemic, even more so keeping the kids entertained and, um, and, and working at the same time and figuring out how to balance all that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And a huge responsibility um, for this organization. It's the 11th largest performing arts center in the country, the biggest theater in Austin. We're certainly very aware of the economic impact that this organization has in Austin. And as you pointed to, the huge number of people who are involved in these productions and all of the jobs that that creates and really wanting to work very hard and very carefully to get that started again as soon as we can. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. Did I read that um, the Bass Concert Hall underwent a renovation? Is that right? Yeah, that was another one of our uh, pandemic activities is when we saw we had this dark time in the theater where we weren't going to be able to use it in the way that we normally would. We decided to go in and do a pretty significant renovation of the two balconies and the lobbies. And so we replaced all of the seats in the balconies. We rebuilt the sides in order to improve the sight lines, increase accessibility and safety. And we made more space in the lobbies and upgraded the ventilation and filtration system. So making some health and safety improvements. So we're really ready to welcome folks back. Oh, terrific. So that's great. That's a good lead into um, health and safety. Um, approaching this new season, what are some, the filtration, I think, is one of the most important things. HVAC, I've read, is one of the most important things that you can do. Um, what else should folks know about um, health and safety precautions when they're looking into coming back to the theater? Yeah, that's exactly right. The um, the health of the air in the building is really important. And so we've put new systems in place um, to improve that. We've made space in the lobbies, so there's less crowding and fewer lines uh, for concessions, bathrooms, being able to circulate uh, around in the lobbies. We've also switched to all digital ticketing. So for some folks, it may take a little bit of getting used to, but once you get it down, it works really, really well. Uh, so it's contactless ticketing and also you can uh, pay for food and beverage purchases uh, with a contactless system as well. Oh, nice. Okay. So it'll take uh, learning, but that fires up, you know, new neural pathways. So that's a good thing. Um, and that's nice. Contactless makes everything, everyone more comfortable, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're strongly encouraging the use of uh, face masks right now. And also we really encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Um, You know, those vaccines were developed in part here at UT Austin by our researchers. So I think of them as a a kind of homegrown product that has a lot of uh, uh, UT pride in it. And I know there's a lot of availability for those. Yes, good reason to be proud. I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't know that a lot of people um, really realize that until you point it out and it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, uh, like I said, we've been active during this um, whole past year and we're really continuing to ramp that back up. Uh, Our uh, first touring production coming into Bass Concert Hall is August 28th and 29th with Stomp and that's a music and dance 
spectacular out of New York, really, really fun show. Um, great for families, Saturday evening performance and a Sunday matinee. So I'll be there with my kids as well. And uh, we've got great houses for that and are excited to see people back in the theater. That is an ebullient performance, I would say. Love Stomp. I mean, I think... Uh, you can't be sad in a show like that. You know, it definitely lifts you up um, and, you know, makes you feel the joy of being alive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun. They're really excited to be back out on the road and we're thrilled to welcome them. It'll be our first uh, big touring production since March of 2020. So we've really been building up to it very carefully, working hard to put all the protocols in place. Yeah, it sounds like that. And then this is Texas Performing Arts' 40th anniversary. So Bass Concert Hall and the other venues that we operate at UT opened in 1981. So we've got a whole season oh, wow. anniversary programming. And, and that's our dance, our music, classical and contemporary music, jazz, theater. And the first performance in that series is uh, October 30th with Ballet Hispanico, which is the country's leading Latinx uh, dance organization. Haven't been in Austin since 2002, and they're going to come in and kick off that anniversary season for us. Oh, that's so special. God, when you think about the history, 40 years. So that's a tall order to, to honor that. And it sounds like you're kicking that off in a very special way. Yeah, I've tried to come up with a balance between uh, artists who have been uh, really important to the organization over that 40 years. One of those is a uh, really world-renowned string quartet called Kronos Quartet. They've been oh, they're amazing. A couple of years. Yeah, they're based in San Francisco. Really, really remarkable musicians. And so we wanted to have them in the 40th anniversary season and also give them an opportunity to do something bigger. So we uh, gave them a commission, which is when we provide additional funding and resources for them to make a new production. And so they've created uh, a new work that's composed by Michael Abels, who's an American uh, film and symphony composer. He did the music for the Jordan Peele films like Get Out, oh. and Alice, if you know those. Yes. Uh, winning films. And so they're going to be giving that work its world premiere here at Texas Performing Arts uh, November 19th and 20th as part of our 40th anniversary. Oh, gosh, how cool is that? You must be so proud that you've put this together. Yeah, we also have some new voices uh, coming into the mix. We really want uh, Austin audiences to be connected to the latest developments in the performing arts. So there are some really cutting edge, great young ensembles that we're bringing into the season as well. So trying to honor that legacy and also keep looking forward uh, towards our next 40. No, I think that's very important. Emerging artists coming up um, and, you know, seeing how their journeys evolve is exciting. Is there anybody in the emerging artist category you want to highlight? Yeah, absolutely. So in December, uh, it's a collaborative project. Some of the most successful things that Texas Performing Arts has done in its history have been these collaborations between artists. And for this one, we're putting together a contemporary music ensemble called Third Coast Percussion. And they're working with the street dance ensemble called Movement Art Is. And these two groups are coming together to make a show that combines contemporary percussion music with street dance. Uh, and it's a really remarkable synergy between these two very, very different art forms. And we're excited to present that in the beginning of December. Oh, lovely. That is terrific. Okay, so I'm seeing a real balance 
um, in terms of the arts that are going to be available from um, Texas Performing Arts this year. God, and that's it's so exciting considering how much we've missed out on, you know. Absolutely. You know, dance has been a really important part of the program here over 40 years. So we've wanted to emphasize that as well. The Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater is coming in uh, March of 2022. That'll be a real highlight of the season. That's the world renowned um, company specializing in this indigenous American art form of modern dance. And they haven't been in Austin since 2009. So wow. we're Excited to welcome them back, especially because they were the first company to perform in Bass Concert Hall when it opened in March of 1981. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so special. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. We have a lot to offer audiences um, between our, our fine arts programming, our Broadway series, and then we also host concerts comedians, um, popular attractions, all sorts of stuff. We're announcing those dates all the time at texasperformingarts.org. So it's a real broad range of opportunities to get connected with great performers and incredible artworks. No, you're absolutely right about that. What else do folks need to know? Is there anything that we've missed? Of course, you can get tickets at broadwayinaustin.com and um, there are subscriptions available, but also individual tickets. But what else, um, what else would you like people to know about Texas Performing Arts and the upcoming season? Yeah, you know, this has been so great. We've covered a lot of the highlights. Uh, TexasPerformingArts.org is where you'll find all of our programming uh, across um, uh, different genres in addition to our Broadway work. So we encourage folks to head there, check out what we have coming up, sign up for our emails. That way you'll get notified of when tickets um, go on sale. So we're seeing a lot of enthusiasm for people coming back to the theater. And we're really grateful to be able to be that space where people can connect with the performing arts right here on uh, UT's campus. Yes. And, you know, and, and the thing is, you haven't been in Austin all that 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 long yet. And you've been in Austin in, in a time that is wild. But I think you're but you're you've seen already a little bit about how the community loves, you know, Texas performing arts. Um, and you're just going to see that more, Bob. So I'm, I'm really excited for you and your future in this role. Um, and so I want to thank you for your time today because it sounds very exciting and um, and it's just it's just going to get better. I can't wait to uh, get in there and experience some live theater myself. So thanks for all your hard work because I can only imagine it's been double tough. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, all worth it in the end. And we're really uh, appreciative of all the support from the community and grateful to be welcoming people back into the theaters.